Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight we are talking about counseling, therapy, mainly for couples. So relationship counseling and reasons why you should consider getting counseling while you're in a relationship. Now, most of the time, people think that when you get therapy or counseling for your relationship, that means you're headed towards marriage or some kind, some kind of long-term commitment relationship. And that's not necessarily the case because even in a relationship that's just starting and you're not sure where it's going, there could be existing problems. Each person who have their own background history that affects how the two of you interact. In most marriage and family therapy counseling, that is one way that the therapist looks or handles the couple because they look at their background. They look at what happened from your childhood, yeah, uh, adolescence to adulthood, which can affect how you communicate or interact with your partner. So that goes both ways. We have a good article called From Good Therapy, and it's 10 Good Reasons to Seek Relationship Counseling. And one of the first things they talk about is communication issues. Now, communication is the foundation of any relationship, being able to communicate. Now, when we think of communication, most of us think of just each person being able to hold a conversation and go back and forth. But it's a little more than that which makes up good communication. First part is understanding the process of communication. One person sends, the other one receives, and then pretty much you respond. But it's also important to understand your partner and how they communicate. Some people could have difficulty um, communicating. Other people could be come off very aggressive, very assertive or condescending. And they may, may not realize that. And that would cause a problem in the communication between the two parties. Because if one person comes off too strong, then the message may be lost by the receiver. And the receiver may take it as, you know, that was offensive and they shut down. Or if a person is too passive or has the inability to express themselves and that causes, that may cause a problem in the communication problem process. So what do you think of that, Professor T. Love? Well, like you said, you know, a main part of a relationship is how people communicate. So a lot of times, you know, when you're involved with someone, you're learning how to communicate. And sometimes the signals um, can get crossed. And depending on the type of individual you're dealing with, some people are more passive, aggressive. Some people are more aggressive. But the thing is to reach a midpoint where you two seem to have um, some type of communication with one another. You know, some people like to talk only on the phone. 
some people may want to just talk in person they don't really like to communicate on the phone so it really depends you know on what is a what communication style that would be suited for that particular couple well yeah but usually um if there is usually a device that is used like the phone FaceTime or you know an app or something like that nine times out of ten the reason why the person may have chose something like that is because it's easier people don't realize that a lot of times when you're communicating with someone um, what they're projecting to that person you you know you could have known someone a very long time but how you come across over time matters and usually when the more intimate you are more meaning the longer you know each, uh, each other bad habits can form and a lot of times people don't want to realize that they have those bad habits they can become condescending they can be overly aggressive and it makes it more difficult and the person and other people don't want to get become confrontational it's okay to express yourself but sometimes it's, it's, it's important for you to look at how you communicate with other people especially if everything becomes very tense people don't look at how they respond to someone when they say something and they come back too aggressively or always think that everybody is hysterical and they're the calm one, which is not always the case. Because a lot of times you can set the tone for something. And if you don't set the tone or you don't try to be receptive to someone who you've known or you're in a relationship, any kind of relationship, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be an intimate relationship. It could be, it could be a work-related relationship. It could be a business-related relationship. It's also very important for the sender to look at yourself. A lot of people don't want to look at themselves. They want to always blame it on someone else. Oh, it's you. You know, you need to calm down. You need to do this. But sometimes you got to check yourself because you can come off offensively. And, you know, just because someone doesn't say anything right there doesn't mean that it's not offensive. So that's why it's very important to take your time and look at yourself. Everybody needs to do self-reflection because... You know, you could be, you could still be with someone, but then all of a sudden have an issue with communication and you don't understand why. You don't know where that's coming from. And you, you, you know, depending on you, who you are as an individual, you know, you can become pretty arrogant and say, well, it's not me, it's them. Not thinking that maybe you're coming off, of course, too aggressive. Maybe you're coming off too harsh. Or maybe you're not being receptive and shutting them down isn't always the answer. Not allowing them to speak is not always the answer. And a lot of times that's what happens in long-term relationships. Doesn't matter what it is. Business, friendship, intimate. And it's important that people look at that and take the time. Because anyone can be hurt. And then when they don't understand, then it's like, oh, well, where did that come from? What do you think about that? Well, like I said, it can go both ways. Like I said, well, I said mm-hmm. right. It can go both ways. Either mm-hmm. way, you know, you have to try to establish a medium, meaning like try to reach a point where there's self reflection 
and just mm-hmm. figuring out how the person communicates because half the time we don't know how other people communicate and then it might be that we might be communicating in a way that mm-hmm. they don't receive it you know um they take offense to it or the other person could be communicating in a way that might be something they've done with someone else but that doesn't mean it's going to translate in the current relationship they have with someone else yeah I mean that's that's what I'm saying it's important for you have to look at yourself too like it's okay to to say the other person but pretty much you have sometimes it's important to look at yourself because a lot of times we don't want to change on our own communication because if we feel we are an effective communicator then we're not going to change yeah because I know um in my previous relationship um the way that the person I was involved with communicate with their previous partner that was their way of communicating but when you bring some of those habits to a new relationship it's not the same so sometimes you know we have to look at how we're communicating why we're not coming across maybe it's something you know body language tone whatever it is we have to figure out why we're not communicating the way we should. Well, that's where the therapy comes in. And that's why sometimes it's very important to look at the background of what someone has gone through. If you're if you're an uh, intimate or close personal friend of, of the person who you're interacting or having a communication, sometimes it's important for you to bear that in mind on their, if you know their history on some of the things that they've gone through. So, if, for example, a person is in an abuse, was in an abusive relationship, or maybe they had issues growing up or whatever, then sometimes we may have to check our tone. You can still get your point across, but even for the, the sender, it doesn't necessarily have to be an aggressive thing. So that's why I'm saying that therapy is also good for helping both parties, whether they do it as a couple or whether they do it individually, learning how to communicate and looking at their their self. But a therapist can bring that out and make you see what is going on. That's why I said if it's in a text, you know, if you're using any social media device to communicate, things can get lost in translation. But usually uh, the the uh, vocal one, whether it's a phone, um, FaceTime, group chat, or whatever you want to use, a lot of times that's just a buffer because it may help the person tone down the other person, soften the blow of however they come across to them. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's important for us to, to look at that. And if, if it's an intimate partner, then it, you know, nobody's going to be perfect depending on what the subject is or especially intimacy because intimacy is is more intense it's more personally connected it's more about the passion the love the dislikes everything everything rolls into one and being being that it's all rolled into one all the more reason why 
one should take their time in having that conversation. And especially if you know it may be an explosive one. There's no need to rush it. You know, there's no, you know, you have to take some time. And like I said, depending on whether it's the, the subject, if you see a personal sex life with the person and it's not going that great, that's not something you should necessarily say in a text. That may not be something you want to say um, via social media. It may not even be something you should say over the phone. But maybe it's something where you two can take the time to have a relaxing conversation, you know, clear at the air, whether this person is intense or that person is intense or this person is intense, whatever they've gone through, maybe they had a bad day. Because sometimes those things need to be taken into consideration and most people don't consider that. Everyone, everyone has their own stresses and each person ha can have, two people can have the same exact stresses going on, but they handle them totally different for whatever reason. So that's why it's important to look at that. It's important to take that time with that. Right. Anything else you want to add on that one? No. <laughs> Go to the next so we, one. <laughs> we're going to move on to premarital counseling. Now, premarital counseling is something that is a norm most people use. You know, they're deciding, hey, I'm going to jump into this long-term relationship with this person. So we need to have some premarital con um, counseling. And, you know, it, it premarital counseling usually discusses the things that most people don't talk about when they get into a long-term relationship. That's, that's also why many long-term relationships don't last. Because, one, when we get into a long-term relationship, it's just a natural thing. You know, you're with a person, first you're with them for five months, then 12 months, then 24 months, 72 months, and so forth and so on. And before you know it, you've been with this person for six years. Yeah. But you don't think about the basics. Like most of us don't think about things, especially if there's no kids, if you don't have any kids. Like money. How do you spend money? If it's two people, they're both making good money. A lot of times, money is not always top issue right then and there. Because each person got money, the bills are paid, and they don't have to worry about it. But if you threw something in there like a child, then money would become more of a, a topic or issue. Because now, each party, hopefully, would have to participate in taking care of the expenses for the child. So now that person who likes to go get a new Louis Vuitton bag or go get a new uh, infinity car or truck every year or whatever they do, you can't do that once a child is in the mix. So premarital pre counseling covers those topics, covers those topics that most people don't think about. Like, how do you spend money? Yeah. How and often you will have sex. Right. <laughs> Okay, people don't talk about that, but then sex becomes an issue because, like I said, you can start off hot and heavy and everything is all great and yeah, yeah, and then it's 24 months and that person's not hot and heavy anymore. And you're yeah. trying to figure out, wait a minute, we were hot and heavy, like you know, in the beginning, you know, I was getting it in almost every day, twice a day, now 
maybe 12 months later, 18 right. months later, yeah. you get it once a Yeah, it's like you, you go through a honeymoon phase with the mm -hmm. person, and that's mm -hmm. why it's better to find it, find that out now before you hook up because maybe that's just what it is. A honeymoon phase, they trying to figure you out, you know, they, you know, you in love, la la land, and then reality really hits that this person, <laughs> once they get over that phase and they got adjusted to you, then it's like they turn the flame down, you know, mm -hmm. and you need to know that before you get married. Because sometimes people think that this is going to continue past mm -hmm. into the marriage. And then you find out a lot of people really get spooked <laughs> and find out, nah, <laughs> this is not what I thought it was, you know, in the beginning. It was hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden now they're getting mm -hmm. comfortable. They're getting relaxed. Um, you know, basically they're kind of like, how would you say um, they got too comfortable with you? You know, you think same. it's comfort, or do you think maybe you they, you're gonna find out they really didn't like sex like that to begin with? I think it's both. <laughs> I think it's both because a lot of times, sometimes you don't know why people mm -hmm. um, they might have sex with you because that you know they feeling it at the moment and that's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And they figure, oh, you know, we're getting closer to each other. And then they can misread that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. like you said, there's a difference between intimacy and mm -hmm. and sex, you know. And sometimes mm -hmm. people don't know the difference, mm -hmm. you know. And I could be looking for intimacy and you could just be mm -hmm. wanting to have sex and, you know, a lot of times the wires can get really closed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, but like I said, before the marriage, that's the best time to find out these things. Now, I'm not saying you may not continue on. You know, mm -hmm. you, might, you might still want to marry them because maybe <clears throat> you're looking at it from a one-sided point of view. Maybe the counselor <clears throat> might point out, well, you know, marriage is not only about sex but I mm -hmm. still say it is important to know whether this person you know that you are compatible sexually with them I think that is very important um, in fact um, to look at another situation um, someone had spoken about that I had spoken to that she broke up with her partner mm -hmm. because the partner didn't wash dishes. Okay. Didn't they had wash a, dishes? Yeah, meaning that, you know, when she came home, the dishes was in the sink. You know, very career oriented, but not really a person that maintains house. Now, I kind of looked at that and said, well, sometimes what you can do is you can compromise. Like, if they're out there doing their thing and they're trying to get their career together and you're the mm -hmm. one at home maybe you should be the one that does that mm -hmm. you know because sometimes roles can switch and that person might be the one going out there they're studying they're doing this 
But I think there was a problem understanding what the roles were in the household. And mm. I was thinking, well, is that worth breaking up? Mm. Is that really worth breaking up? I mean, wasn't that the sex wasn't good? The sex was good. But mm -hmm. it just, there was an issue with the household duties. <laughs> you know, but that's mm. something that you need to find out before you get married. Because if you if you if the person's not really that all that great of a housekeeper or they feel that's not their role, sometimes mm -hmm. you gotta find that out. You have to find that out. Well, that sounds to me more like something that stemmed from childhood. Mm -hmm. Meaning that there was some kind of uh uh corporal punishment associated with not keeping a tidy house. And so, it was a reflection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's, that's sometimes not always expressed. It takes a, a long time. Um, for but there's some to people like that. You know, they yeah. look at, they judge you based on how you keep your house. And yeah, for some, which I can understand to a degree. Mm -hmm. To a degree. <laughs> like, right. I, I, I get it to a degree. I mean, um, thinking about uh, some uh, someone I worked worked with, a client I worked with, and you know, her boyfriend was always complaining, but he was a good guy. Like he he cooked, he cleaned, he did everything. She was home all day. Now he okay. came in from work. He 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 still would cook, clean, and he would take care of her children. But he would complain that she didn't keep the house up. So one of the main issues was the bedroom. Now she she had a, you know, what it was was she didn't keep a tiny bedroom, but she wanted to have sex all the time. And she would allow the kids with these toys there, dirty diapers. Wow. So I had to explain to her, that's not sexy. No. Like... <laughs> That's definitely you know, not sexy. He, you know, y'all are having sex and he has a G.I. Joe stuck up his ass because he rolls over. Like, that's not sexy. Like, that's... that's you, need, you need to do something about right. that. But right. she couldn't understand that. Mm -hmm. Like, for her, she was like, oh, it shouldn't matter. He should be... He should just want... You know, he should just want me. And I said, I got it. But the problem is, if, if there's a Lego or a G.I. Joe... And y'all are really getting it in, and and he rolls over, and he has one of those suck at his butt, you know, and it's not voluntarily, then that's gonna be an issue. Yeah, because there's no separation, you know. When you go into your bedroom, your bedroom's supposed to be the sanctuary, not the playroom. You know right. what I'm saying? Not the kids' playroom. Let me let me change right. that because really it's supposed to be the adult playroom, but. You know, mm -hmm. when you're going in there, there's this mm -hmm. vision of romanticism that's going mm -hmm. on. And like you said, if you got a G.I. Joe toy up the ass, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kills the mood. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, how the hell are you going to be all sexy and freaky and you got, you know, um, freaking cabbage patch all in the bed and then you got dirty diapers on the floor and you know what I'm saying so right. that yeah 
that's that's a that's a sex killer right there. Right. That's just like you know, some people it could, it could be toys, some people could be pets. You know, they got the fucking dog is in the, is in the bed. You know why y'all have why you having sex? Oh my god! No, the dog is running around or the cat is in the room. You know, mm-hmm. and I know you know. Don't get me wrong, I love pets. You know what I'm saying? But the pets don't belong in it either. Well, yeah, no, I don't. I think that's most distracting. Yeah, but <laughs> I get it. But some people don't understand the connection. That's right. that's why. So. Mm-hmm. Once again, premarital counseling, or even if you're not getting married, any kind of counseling that could help address your issues. Like I said, if, if it's short term or long term, is something mm-hmm. to consider. We right. can, and you know, that rolls into another reason because of the sexual issues, which we just basically talked about. You know, making sure that you understand. You know, we can expound on that. Making sure that you express what some of your sexual issues are, like embarrassment, frustration. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, some people are embarrassed to get undressed in front of their partner. Yes. Or Mm -hmm. someone told them, you know, because people are very self-conscious, which with reason, you know, I understand Mm -hmm. that. Because we're looking to be perfect, but we're not going to be perfect. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it might be that someone told them they was fat, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they don't look sexy, you know what I'm saying? And the first, uh, you know, and it makes people self-conscious. So right away before they deal with sex, oh, I got to lose weight. I'm like, no, you don't got to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, there's embarrassment because sometimes people are cruel. They'll tell them, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, you're, you're too fat, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you don't look sexy, you know? And if somebody's not telling you that you're hot or that you look sexy or they accept your body mm-hmm. for what it is, then there's th- mm-hmm. it's going to bring that difficulty. Exactly. Yes. It's going to bring anxiety, anger, mm-hmm. embarrassment. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, a, a- a big example of that is in Why Did I Get Married? Mm-hmm. Where Joe Scott, um, I forgot her name in the movie, but mm-hmm. she, you know, she wore something that she thought was pretty. And, you know, <laughs> obviously the other woman encouraged her to wear this for her husband and said that her husband would like it. And when she wore it, he was like, oh, you look like a big glow lamp. Like he just went wow. in on her. Wow. And, you know, she would always so when those two broke up and she got with someone new she would put herself down and she said it i put myself down before my husband had a chance to put me down right so that you know therapy can help you confront those issues yes and find the source of where it came from you know it it may not have always been from another intimate relationship it could be from family because some family members tell you that hey you're too fat you're too this you got too big of a butt you don't have enough butt you 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 got too many pimples in your face whatever and that's funny you said that because i know from personal experience when i was going with guys and i brought my boyfriend he was puerto rican nice looking Mm -hmm. guy but he Mm -hmm. was heavy but i still liked him 
You know what I'm saying? And my, when I used to bring him over to my parents' house, you know, my father, he would say, oh, he's fat. You know what I'm saying? And I said to my dad, so you perfect? <laughs> like, you perfect? You know, I said, what you should be concerned about, because, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, he and I were in our 20s already. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Late twenties at that, mid to late twenties. And I said the thing, the, the thing that I love most about Victor was that Victor was funny. Whenever we were in the street, he protected me. You understand? Mm-hmm. And whenever he took me somewhere, where when he worked his job, he treated me nice. And to me, that's the stuff you need to be focusing on, not the fact mm-hmm. that he's fat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and uh-huh. and that's that thing, like you said, outside factors, because people body shame people, right. and it makes them feel less attractive. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, we're gonna in the article. We're gonna since you brought that, we're going to go to. We're gonna skip over one, which is, and go to the next one, which is. Assistant with managing other relationships mm-hmm. because uh, couple therapy or even individual therapy can help you manage other relationships like with extended family, friends, children, co workers, bosses, just to name a few. Right. Because sometimes those relationships are unhealthy. Yes. And their toxicity can affect your relationship with your partner that's right and you may not even realize that Mm -hmm. so that's why when you have a therapist looking in they can point that out to you they can bring that to your attention and show how it's affecting your relationship what's causing the problem you know maybe you have a boss who you know they may make comments about you know how you wear hair or you know how many snacks you got on your desk you know sometimes well that's true some some surprises say that oh you always got food you know mm-hmm. so it's sometimes those underlying digs that over time begin to affect you right. and then when you're home with your loved one or your intimate partner you know, they're like, hey, you want to have some candy? And now y'all may have always chomped down on candy. And they're like, all of a sudden, it's a problem. Right. You know, and it's not necessarily connected to a health issue. Right. So it's important for you to see that because all those relationships affect your relationship. And in, in the example that you gave, you're right. Your father should have been focused more on how he treated you mm-hmm. than how he looked. Right. You know, I mean, you know, and, and when parents say things, they always make you feel like it's an extreme. Like, yeah. if they say, oh, well, it's fat, then you, you're taking a job at a hut or somebody, you're like, what? Like, right. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> like, right. why are you making a big deal about it? Right. Go ahead. And I think that's, that's, that's right. Because a lot of times your parents, um, you know, you're, you want to make a good impression on them. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure, mm-hmm. you know, you're bringing people um, to them that respect you, of course. But, you know, when you make comments like that, because I had to check my father on that. 
You know what I'm saying? I said, you so focused on him being being overweight, but you're not focusing on the right things. You know what I'm saying? That I feel safe with him. And I wasn't self-conscious about it, but you're more self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, what, you know, sometimes people like to project their own mm-hmm. insecurities mm-hmm. onto someone else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you have to be aware of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I experienced that also with an ex of mine. The way her family treated her mm-hmm. um, had an impact on our relationship. Absolutely. That, that, um, you know? that plays a major role. Yeah, it does. And it makes- if mm-hmm. they don't respect you or they talk down to you or they act like, you know, um, you're a person to be used. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That does have an mm-hmm. impact on your relationship with them. And mm-hmm. you're right about that because um, we went to uh, therapy. We attempted it twice. And mm-hmm. certain things that we were discussing, she didn't want to face also. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it stemmed from her family. You know, and mm-hmm. a lot of times if you're not addressing those issues with your family, if you, you know, it's like you're, you're being held in bondage by what mm-hmm. your family thinks of you and they don't really think that well of you. Right. Uh, a lot of it is um, with this article doesn't address and what I usually do when I deal with my clients is cultural. Yeah. Cultural factors play a big role most people talk about and i'm skipping around they talk about uh blended family mm-hmm. you know and they're usually talking about you know whether it's you know you have children from another relationship mm-hmm. or, or something like that but cultural religion can play a major role in how your relationship goes with your partner especially if you're from two different cultures and have two different religions that's right okay you could be from the same race but have different cultures and they can clash and that's where uh, a problem is and it's it's always very good to find a therapist that can understand that yeah. Now and recognize that, and uh, whenever I work with clients, I I think that's the most important thing to address first: the cultural issues, mm-hmm. um, because some uh, theories and practices do not cover that. But mm-hmm. it's also, it's very important that the therapists understand that that is a major dynamic and know how to handle it. That's right. Okay, that's the most important thing know how to handle it but we're going to go to the next one which is infidelity we're going to go to infidelity and unfaithfulness ah yeah that's very you know first of all i think it's very important for one to define what that is between the two of you what Mm -hmm. does infidelity look like to you and unfaithfulness what does that look like to you because some people can say you know, flirting is infidelity or unfaithfulness. 
mm-hmm. you know, you flirt. Yeah. You know, or you or even having a casual conversation with someone else. Male or female. Oh, you're you're interested in that person. You're not you're not faithful to the relationship. You're not focused on the relationship. That's not necessarily true. I mean, that's not true at all. If you're just especially if you had this relationship prior to you starting your new relationship. Mm-hmm. That's also another major issue. A lot of times people can have very close relationships with someone who they're not sexually involved with, but their relationship is a very tight bond and a new person like maybe the person you want to build a relationship with a long term lasting one can't handle the fact that you have this close relationship that seems like more than what you're telling them Right, and that's where the problem comes from Mm -hmm. and then it'll bring up issues of you being unfaithful and you haven't done anything Right. This is how you always act with this person. Y'all just have this closeness about you. You know, because maybe you have years or you can relate, whatever the story is. Mm -hmm. And it's important that you have a therapist or someone to point out what's healthy and what's unhealthy. Right. What sabotages something and what can, Mm -hmm. what may not sabotage, or what shouldn't sabotage something. Mm-hmm. You know, because people don't have a clear understanding. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's important if if it's important for people to have friends, and mm-hmm. a lot of times those issues come up um, because maybe they don't have friends or mm-hmm. somebody that they could talk to on a regular, and a lot of times mm-hmm. they think you're supposed to give up your relationship mm-hmm. and what ends up happening there can be some mm-hmm. friction because you're like no that's my friend okay mm-hmm. you know we've been friends for years so to me it's like maybe through the counseling mm-hmm. they you know the counselor can recommend that they find something to do or <laughs> <laughs> like sewing <laughs> Yeah, find something to do. You, you, yeah. you too, you make too, pies. You, you got nothing you know, to do. You need something to do. Meaning, you need to get a life. Because I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather okay, be. I'm someone. sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd rather be with someone. To me, the relationship is healthy when you do have friends. You know, it, I'm not saying that. You know, you love your you don't love your partner any less because you got friends. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not able to accept friends, are you gonna be able to accept relatives? What if you're close to your relative? You gonna get jealous of that situation? So it's not just friends, it just means you need to get a life. You need to understand that it is normal. I don't know, you know, normal, but it's natural for people to have friends and maybe you need to do something to occupy your time you know there are people that are loners you know they don't really hang out with people like that that's okay but you don't try to you're not going to consume you're not my whole world Mm -hmm. what do you think is the boundaries like 
some people can say, okay, you can have friends. Right. But maybe you shouldn't talk to them so long. Or maybe you shouldn't go on trips with them. Or maybe you shouldn't go to dinner with them. Well, you know what? I'm just asking you questions. Well, like I said, if you got a problem with that before you get married... Now, I understand about maybe trips, okay? Um, But then, too, you have friends that y'all go out. Y'all might want to go away. You might, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't get upset about that. And maybe that's because I'm the type of person that I do. I take trips. I meet, I had no other people, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a pretty active person. But at the end of the day... If you mm-hmm. know I'm coming home to you and I love you and I look forward to being with you, why would you be mm-hmm. so concerned about that? You know, because the reason mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm saying it from, from experience, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because that happened twice. I, w- I went out, <laughs> um, I had a relationship with someone that had a problem with one of my friends mm-hmm. and then when I took one of my friends on a trip the, the other girlfriend had a problem with that and uh, I don't know what that is but maybe it's a perceived threat they feel threatened I don't know why you know what I'm saying in regards to that I don't know why but they would be threatened by that well, when your house is dirty, you always are threatened. Meaning when you got skeletons in your closet mm-hmm. or extra zombies in your bedroom, <laughs> then you're always going to feel threatened mm-hmm. because your house is not clean. Like no. you said, you got too many dirty dishes in the sink and right. they need to go. Right. So, and you know that, like, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's the part of it. I've, I've had that too, where people would get upset, but that's because you got some skeletons that you're hiding. Mm-hmm. You know, you think they're be- they're they're buried, but you know their hand is coming through the dirt and they're trying to come out the ground. <laughs> I like that. So the that's why you're yeah, you know, like in the heart, you know, the heart is buried. Yeah, uh, you know, tales from the crypt. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's popping up out of the coffin. It's selling you. You know. Wow. Yeah. 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 So I, agree. I think that's 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 when um mm. there's always a problem. But we're gonna move on to the okay. next one, which is non traditional relationships. Oh it's very my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I know. Um uh it's very important to talk to a therapist if you are in a non traditional if you live a non traditional life yes. with polyamorous where you or you're swinging or you have open relationships that you define what that looks like for you yeah for the both of you what does that mean and a lot of times the therapist could be very helpful in that because of the emotional strength that you have to use to maintain that lifestyle now, you can talk to some swingers or some people in this lifestyle and say, oh, it's easy. No, it is not easy. Knowing no. that your partner is clearly sleeping with someone else. 
Now, whether you see it or not, it's still a difficult thing to deal with. Now, if you go to a swing party, you run the risk of seeing your partner having sex with someone else, which is a, a difficult thing. Or even if you have open relationship, polyamorous, whatever it is, just knowing that that person is not with you, they're in the bed with someone else, emotionally that can be hard. Separating, learning how to separate those two. Because some of us are wired that way. Now, that could be nurture, that could be nature, it could be anything. Whatever it is, it's not easy to, to deal with that kind of lifestyle. In the beginning, probably once you're doing it, you know, maybe it gets easy, maybe, you know, but some people can't handle it. And it's important to define, be able to sit down and define what those ground rules are. You know, there's a lot of people that want to have swing relationships, but swinging only goes one way. If it goes only one way, then that's called cheating. Yep. Meaning, if you are allowed to do, to be with someone else, then you need to allow your partner to be with someone else that's and right. be okay with that. You can't just say, oh, I can have all the ice cream. You can look at it, but you can't have no ice cream because all the ice cream is from it doesn't work like that. No, don't. You know, Mm. now if the person does not choose to embark or to 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 do that, that's that's their choice. But they should have the option. And just like they have to sit down and wait for you to finish with whomever you're with, then you should be able to swallow that pill also. Yep. All of it. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, that's, that's a very touchy subject for some people. Very hard. It's not the easiest thing to deal with. What do you think? No, it's not easy because first of all, the very fact that it's non-traditional, people have mm-hmm. a problem with the word non-traditional um, mm-hmm. because anything that's outside the norm of uh, what they called um, a normal relationship between a man and a woman only or same sex only um, Mm -hmm. when anytime you introduce another person into the picture Mm -hmm. there's problems and Mm -hmm. if there is no conversation about that or an understanding of what that is then Mm -hmm either the counselor can help them figure it out or mm-hmm. you may come to the conclusion that's not something you want to be part of right that's yep. true yep because you can't have it both ways you know um, a lot of times we kind of have an idea what our partner is in terms of you know intimate relationships either they're open or they're not mm-hmm. and if they're open are you open mm-hmm. are you willing to be open mm-hmm. and you may just come to the conclusion nah this is not for me yep it's not for me yeah and it's and, also important the partner accept and respect that yeah. it's not for them that's right you can't make anybody be anything but you can't get mm-hmm. mad at them if that's their preference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm true. saying? And you can't beat them into submission to be with you. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Ending, um, well, I'm going to put this in a different order. We're going to go to addressing trust issues, which really should have went with assisting with uh, managing yeah. other relationships. But trust issues. Mm-hmm. Now, trust issues don't always have to include trust issues we're dealing with another individual, but trust issues could also um, deal with money. Yeah. Um, and I think this really should say trust and loyalty, mm. you know, um, because a lot of people don't always speak of loyalty and what it looks like and what it means for them. Because you can trust someone, but you may not be loyal to them. Or That's you could true. be loyal to someone and not trust them. You know, um, and that that's also a big factor, too, because a lot of people are, you know, very loyal, but they're sleeping with anything that walks. But to them, you know, they have a certain amount of trust because they they see that you can always trust that I'll come back. So I'm therefore loyal to you. Like I lay down in bed with you. I do this with you. I don't do that with anyone else. Right. They don't mean anything to me. And I'll turn on them in a minute is what their philosophy is. Yeah. And, and and it's important to define that and what that looks like. What do you think? Well, a lot of times, you know, people expect things to walk a straight line. Mm-hmm. And one thing I feel about trust, um, people misconstrue it or mm-hmm. people got another agenda. And they can make mm-hmm. it seem like you're not trustworthy when it's them that's not trustworthy. So when you're approaching trust, I think the counselor will address, at least I would hope they would address, what are your trust issues? Mm-hmm. What, what, you, what, what happened to you that you don't trust? And why are you in a relationship doing the same thing that you did before? Mm-hmm. And the person in a relationship could be very straight up with them. In fact, loyal. Mm-hmm. Doing what is necessary, basically going out of their way to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, they're, they're um, loving on you the way you want to be loved on, but you still, in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. swear they're doing something. Right. So you worry about that, Dad. Their trust and loyalty. That's right. That's why I said it's important to define what that looks like to you. What what's right. important to you? Oh, I want to be able to trust you and know that you're loyal to me. That's that's important, especially I think more so in a marriage. You would yes. want someone to be loyal to you. You do. You do. You do. And and that's, I don't think you should be able to go forward if you don't trust each other, because we could talk right. about all these things. But mm-hmm. if the trust is not there, then you shouldn't get hooked up. Exactly. Well, we're going to move on to the next one, which is digital. Um, the, these last two, the next one is digital age issues. You know, Facebook has been the demise of so many relationships. Yeah. And Twitter, uh, Snapchat, texting. Um, what else? Instagram. Instagram. That ha- because people, I, and I don't know why they think this, people 
think that if they post stuff on Facebook that for some reason only a few people get to see it and that is that is something that once it goes in the cyberspace it's in the world it's, it's there That's for right. life it's in the algorithm it, it's still there yeah forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, and ever. ever. <laughs> exactly yeah. so you know People don't realize that Facebook has been the reason why a lot of relationships have ended. You know, um, you know, guys or somebody will have a side piece and a side piece will post a picture of their boo asleep or how their boo bought them this, you know, or they're having a baby and, you know, that person, unbeknownst to them, their boo is married to someplace else. Or maybe the, the side piece knows this and they want to break up the relationship and, and either way. So, you know, Facebook, Twitter, sex texting, and just texting in general has really uncovered a lot because people put their whole life story in a text. And I just don't understand why you don't realize that you can trace that back. Yeah. And really, um, what people don't understand about digital is that if somebody wanted to go to court, they can use that. Right. As evidence. Yeah, it's admissible evidence. That's right. So you have to be careful. That's why I'm very leery about what you use social media for. Because, Mm -hmm. listen, we've seen pictures of wives that are married to other people with other people right (laughs) okay okay it seemed like that's a little trend (laughs) like they Mm -hmm. say trending yeah that's trending okay Mm -hmm. and a lot of people's relationships are getting are being battled in social media because you got trolls Mm -hmm. In fact, there's something on Facebook now where people addition tea on whether this one is gay, but he's married to this woman, and they're both uh, uh, reverends in the church, and they said they got pictures of him going into the hotel, and all, you know, (laughs) your whole life is getting decided on social media instead of being decided between the person that Mm -hmm. you're in a relation with. See, that's the difference today. You, you know, you and I remember the day when we weren't even dealing with social media. We were just on the phone. Okay? Then then the beeper came. And then the cell phone came. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, still, we didn't have all these extenuating factors interfering in our relationship. Yeah. We didn't. We absolutely no. didn't. It, I mean, if if gossip spread, it was by the local, you got to, that to right. the neighborhood, or you know, at school or something like That's that. Right. But it it was never where you actually have pictures. Like I said, you have pictures of your boo asleep. Look at my boo, you right. know, and, um, and look at my you know, boo, and he's sleeping with his dog. <laughs> And he's snoring. And he's and snoring. Look at the, and he got coming out of his Christmas. mouth. Yes, yes. So it's all those different things that play a major role. Yep. So, um, and 
if you are in therapy, you can address those issues because sometimes some people can't help but post those. They have to post. They have to post to Facebook. They have to post to Twitter. They have to post to Instagram. They have yeah. to post or Snapchat. And but- then remember, with social media, people are stalking people. Mm-hmm. So even though your information is out there and you might be using it for business reasons people Mm -hmm. will still stalk you well yeah because there's so many interesting people online yep and what they put on there like you have people that put on there you know they went to they went to Walmart and what happened in Walmart right you know they went to the bathroom and this is what happened and all this other stuff just like the situation with the young man who the lady mm-hmm. accused him of stealing her iPhone. Her mm-hmm. Look how that went viral. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we're very exposed in mm-hmm. this era. We are. Yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah, we're very vulnerable. Because you can tra- you can track you can backtrack that yeah. to the phone of that person's location. That's right. That's right. And even when you post, it tells where you are. Yep. That's the other you know, thing. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on 42nd. Even before you tell them, it just That's says, right. hey, this person is here, this person is there. Right. Okay. Right. So we're going to move on to the last one, which All is right. ending of a relationship. End a relationship. That sometimes is the most difficult one there. You know, I have my own personal beliefs about ending a relationship. And I think I really feel that when you end a relationship, try to end it on the best note possible. It's not going to be perfect, especially if there was some betrayal or um, infidelity where there was a lot of hurt involved. But all that's done now. And you got to look at it. They can't hurt you anymore unless you let them back in. Yeah. And it's always good not to hold that anger and hatred. You know, there's a there's a saying that says, "How can you ex- how can you receive blessings from God if you if you have balled up fists?" Meaning that if your hands are in a in a fist shape like you're making a fist then you can't receive any blessings because you can't catch it you can't grab them so that's why it's important to try to end it and you know you may need a therapist for that a therapist can help you you could do it individually if you have to or if you could do it together because not everybody's going to break up on a good note that's and that's just that's just the way it is like some people are not they just you know they want a person to die after they break up with them like they don't give a shit about right. anything <laughs> they don't give they, a ish about anything hurt. yeah they've hurt and even if they cause the hurt it's like that's the funny part like yeah. they could be the reason y'all are breaking up and yeah. they're mad at you right that's mad at you so um that is something to really um look at because there's also a grieving process when you're ending yeah. a relationship it's very much a, a grieving process so mm-hmm. you know it's important to get someone to help you do that yeah. you know or both of you especially when you've mm-hmm. had a long term relationship 
mm-hmm. with the person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even when you're married um, and y'all decide mm-hmm. to end the relationship, and it's and it was mm-hmm. a long marriage, it's not mm-hmm. it's not gonna it's not gonna be like you know take a year. It might take longer for you to mm-hmm. grieve that. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times during that period, there's a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And um, besides the fact that you're sorting out, you know, right. what you shared during the relationship. But, you know, there's a lot of self-reflection and you need you do need help um, to get over that. You do. You do. Yeah. You know, to digest what, what just happened. Yeah. yeah, and the, like I said, and and also when you're ending a relationship, it is good to try to end it on a good note, so you won't carry the baggage over to the new relationship. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not, or at least reduce it. Right, reduce it. You know, I think reduce that's a good it. Answer, reduce it. Yeah, you know, because if you can work through whatever went on. You won't bring as much to the new relationship. That's right. But all right, that is the last one. So yes. So professor, tell people where they can reach you. They can reach me at the professor at love sex love sex relationship dot com. You can send me a lovely email there. That's one I'm going to use. You can also find me on Instagram. It's POB Professor. Facebook as the Professor. And Twitter as the Professor. Hi. Yes. And also, how can I get some of those fabulous toys? You, you can go to www.pearlsofblast.com. We are going through the whole revamp process. And we're going to have some brand new stuff coming up and everything. That's what we're working on diligently. That's right. So you need to work on that list of toys, honey, because this is a new year, 2021. And it's time to get your sex groove on. You know what I mean? So definitely. But you know what? Definitely you can catch Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love on the Abola Soul Radio Network on Live 365. Make sure you catch the broadcast at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Abola Soul Radio Network. And you can catch up with me, Professor T. Love, at a bowl of soul at gmail.com and make sure you tune into a bowl of soul a mixed stew of soul music and you can catch me at www.abolasoul.com and giving you classic soul in new r&b but definitely you make sure you catch up with love sex and relationships and it is also broadcasted in the uk on friday night at 11 p.m. on the Surrey Hills Soul Train. Woo! And that's that's what I'm talking about. So, Professor, we're going to bid the audience... Everyone, good night. Good night and good sex. <laughs> good night. Good night.